This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Was there anyone else that you had been sleeping with at your wedding at some point? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Welcome to another episode of Divorce Party. I honestly can't say enough good things about our next guest. She's one of my personal favorites, total girl comedy crush. I was lucky enough to work with her once. She is a comedian, actor, musician, advocate, entrepreneur, a five-time Grammy and Emmy nominee. She even has an entire day dedicated to her in San Francisco. And in the year 2000, she received a GLAAD award. Please welcome to the show, Margaret Cho. Hi, Margaret. Good to see your face. Good to see you guys. Thank you so much. a while. Tom has had four marriages, Margaret. How many have you had? I've had one, but I... uh... Don't know if I would do it again. I had a lot of significant relationships that would almost say maybe could be like marriages, but I don't think I would actually do the the deal again. Um, but yeah, sometimes you got to go young. I don't know. Uh, I don't really have an, uh, any opinion about age gap relationships, if it works. I had a lot of age gap. I've dated a lot of older people. My first girlfriend when I was like 20 was in older than me now so she was in her late 50s oh wow so that um you know i've always had like older relationships now in my life i'm switching not significantly younger but mostly at least a few years younger what do you what do you think is the difference between the two i margaret my first wife was older she was seven years older and i like that because she had a like kids she had a fat you know like and uh, uh, and uh, she was more mature, whatever. And then the next three were an average of 15 years younger, and they didn't work. So whatever it is, and a lot of people come out here and say, "We're I'm not getting married again because that doesn't. I can have relationships without doing that." And I've uh, 
I'm very proud to say I talk about my sobriety, but also it'll, in November it'll be 15 years since I got married again. Mm. So that's a that is, you know, that's a big deal to not jump into, you know, because I'm known to jump in stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, there. I mean, I I can understand like the idea of marriage because especially in the throes of a new relationship, the idea of marriage seems like a very romantic and exciting thing. You know, it's a, it's a, the ritual that we crave. I think just as human beings, we, we love ritual and structure and the naming of things. So marriage in that regard just seems like a natural progression in any incarnation of love. One of the things I like to ask is when you got married, did you feel like you were totally in love, like no worries about it? Or were you doing it just to sort of maybe like, well, I said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go through it. Like any reservations or any less. Yeah, I had a lot of reservations. But also now that I look back on my marriage, I, I really loved him. You know, now I I see in a lot of ways that was actually one of the best relationships I've ever had. And so in retrospect, I'm really glad I married him and I'm really glad for the time that I spent with him. But uh, when we were getting married, the wedding was a nightmare. We had it at this house that I still live in. And um, it was just so uh, taxing (laughs) to deal with. Yeah. You know, we didn't we didn't really know what we were in for, but that that was really tough to just blend these two very very uh, different groups of people and um, have them all in this house. Uh, I just you know that was was quite difficult, and then the um, I, I was also uh, not sure, you know, because I was so entangled with somebody else as well and I wasn't exactly finished with that relationship and um so the wedding itself was like this weird thing where it was already kind of a love triangle forming Mm. which ended up not working out anyway so the the marriage was successful in its way but it was a you know the doubts I had in the beginning I I look back now and I realize oh actually I'm glad I did that yeah I think it's a a very because when people ask me about my X, Y, Z, first of all, they always go, are you guys still friends? And I, I say, if we were, if we could be friends, we'd still be married. But I also think it's disingenuous of people when they're like, well, how did you ever love that person? Well, I did. Mm-hmm. I, I did love that person. And there were things that, and, and not that I want to dwell on it, but there are things that you, you look back and you go, yeah, that was, I love. Because people that go, actually, I hated that person. For the that there's nothing it, it it makes you suspect of of them, but of course you love that person. Now maybe things change, or uh, that person that you're projecting your shit onto it is it turns out not to be the person. Uh, uh, but or people, some people, uh, uh, you know, are mature adults, and some you know aren't. But Margaret, I think it's interesting that you share that because. Uh, your husband, and then you talk about still being in love with uh, having a love type thing with a third party. Um, was that, and I'm just throwing this out there, but was the other person a woman? And you kind of went, well, that's sort of this kind of thing, and this is sort of this kind of thing, and I could justify yeah. it. 
Oh no, no, it was it was actually another man. Yeah. But he, um, but I also I am bisexual, but I don't believe that bisexual people are um, unable to commit right. to one or the other. You know, there's this yeah. myth a lot of times that for bisexual people, and I think I've I've also believed that myth too, that if you're bisexual, you can't necessarily be in a monogamous relationship. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't I don't agree with that. I think that's not really true. I think that's just a stereotype. As I get older, I realize it's untrue. Of course. I like what you said about how you felt like it was one of your best relationships. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like it was one of your best because it taught you the most or that it kind of forced you to learn or grow or? Yeah, I think, well, because we were forced to really communicate. And we were forced to uh, build a life together. And that at the very, uh, the very foundation of it, we had a good time and we laughed a lot. And that was the best part of it is that we really shared a lot of things that were really amusing, great, great memories, great vacations, really funny, um, kind of like hidden sort of like jokes that we had about people, um, the way that we related to our animals. And, you know, there was so many things about it um, that were really successful. Now that I get older and look back at the sort of damage I've done with my vagina over 40 years, (laughs) if I view the wreckage and I see, well, you know, his, his was actually, he, you know, he was a really good part of that, that whole thing. Yeah. Speaking of your animals, you have, do you still have your two kitties? And then my three cats now, they're outside in the catio. Oh, yeah. they're sunning. It's very hot outside. Cute. And then like the little girl. I mean, is it Lucia? Oh my yeah, Lucia is right Lucia. here. Lucia Katarina. She's so precious. That's now, all you need. That's all, you, that, yeah, that's right? a traditional love right there. I yes. still have the puggies. If you hear them snoring. I love those pugs. They're both plopped down because it's so hot. Yeah, they have yeah. to. They're getting a little senile these days, but oh. I'm there well, who to is like, it? Right, and they're their butts. As a comedian, uh, yeah, my kids. By the way, Margaret, my kids. I'm a single dad. My kids are ten and seven. I'm sixty four, so the whole life cycle is coming. uh, Tom's going at any minute. Yeah, (laughs) it could be any minute. I, I, I used to be. They lost stuff, and I found it for them. And now, honest to God, they're very helpful, helping dad. But as a comedian, Margaret, and this is something that comes up again and again with relationships. My first wife was a comedian. She was very funny, very funny. Like I knew that the first time I, when we met when I was 23, I'm like, oh shit, she's fucking hilarious. And then she did that thing where uh, men will go, oh, we know we're good looking, but if you tell us we're funny, oh, you got us forever. And and uh, she did that for me. And I think it was important because I, I felt like if a, a woman was unfunny, like she just, it just seemed like too big, boring or unfunny. It seemed like too big of a hill to climb. You have to have that. They don't have to be stand-up comedy, buddy. They don't have to be, but there has to be something special, intimate, comedy-related between you two. And I think you, you discuss you discuss that as your hidden little uh, communications with your uh, husband. I think that's important. Yeah, I mean, that to me was like the most 
legendary like we just have these like legendary jokes that we and he's remarried so we don't we're not in contact because i don't want to like i feel like that's actually something that his new wife would not have so i really stay away respectfully but um there's things that i want to revisit with him that are just so funny that like really just it you know it's like those uh, major grand jokes that you have with one other person that you know are really the the best part of life for sure yeah but it's intimate it's a yeah Mm -hmm. that relationship is intimate and you want to respect uh uh that his current relationship and i get that let me go back to your wedding so you're there your husband's there it's it's like stressful was the other person there the other guy that you had interest was he sitting at the wedding too yes yes he was there and he uh he played he he uh he played music you know we all had sort of like this art very art artist weddings a lot of people different playing music and a lot of people uh reciting poetry and um stuff like that and then like also like playing uh the DJ, but only playing music from the 60s, like swing, swinging mm-hmm. 60s kind of thing. Like, you know, it was very artsy. And yeah, the the other uh, partner, whatever he played and, um, you know, it was a very sad, haunting song about lost love. And then he played My Funny Valentine. And it was really... Were you sweating? Just, I was sweating. I was sweating in my uh, wedding gown and uh, but it was, you know, it, it was also very dramatic in that way that you just want things to be. It was like 2003, you know, so it was like very Y2K, like the drama of everything it was so dumb. So, um, so, but that was part of it too, is that it was just like the send off of like, oh, you know, for all these, about all these lovers. And so they are all like, you know, crying and whatever. So stupid. It's just funny. Lots of drag queens. <laughs> oh my god so many like great dates. wedding it was really great it was really fun but oh also taxing yes i'm sure a lot of people vying for the spotlight at the wedding yeah <laughs> yeah lot lots of um drama two buffets it was a korean buffet and a uh new orleans cajun creole buffet uh-huh. um and uh yeah it was just who paid for taxing. the wedding uh, my parents Okay. Who was were, the wedding more? Oh, God. Oh, yeah. They were so inconsiderate because, all right. So, when you are married in the Korean tradition, you bring a hen and a rooster to the bride and groom. And then um, they just present the hen and rooster to you. And then my parents left them at my house saying, <laughs> oh. they'll be fun for the dogs, which is like, how, uh, how do you think that this is a good idea that I have a hen and a rooster? in my backyard for them in like korea oh that's normal of course yeah. it's fine you know but i'm like no so i i, I was gonna take i took them to animal control and they wouldn't take them because it was a uh, bird flu oh shit uh so we ended up taking them this is like right before our honeymoon too we had to deal with it so we ended up taking them to a bird rescue um but uh it was a very another added layer of being taxing wow pretty funny though yeah, it's very yeah. funny. It's a great. I'm from Iowa, small town farm, so it's not, it's not unusual to me. But in in L.A. or wherever, first of all, it's illegal. Maybe it depends yes. on the neighborhood. You know, lots of people have chickens now. That's right. That's true. <laughs> oh my gosh! Did you keep the ring? Did you turn it into something else? 
No, I still have the ring. Um, I uh, it was a, a an antique Masonic uh, ring, so it was sort of a man's ring. Anyway, it wasn't a traditional uh, wedding band or no traditional kind of stuff. Um, my engagement ring was a a, a mourning ring uh, from France with rubies and human hair. So it was very goth. You know, How did we're that happen? We're talking about like this is the era of like Billy Bob Thornton and Angelina Angelina Jolie. Yeah. You know, that's like the era. Got I mean, it. this is like this is totally normal for sure. that goth Y2K experience. I love it. Yeah. Do you have it? Did you find that? And I'm not sure. I'm trying to get my years right on you. When you became sort of omnipresent, uh, famous, uh, uh, you know, cutting it, whatever. And uh, uh, did you find that that going from, you know, being a just a great humble comedian to being where everybody's like, oh shit. Did you find that was a, a good for your relationships or was it to make it tougher? It was always kind of the same. Um, I'm not sure exactly. I think uh, whenever women are comedians we have to like um almost overcompensate like the being feminine because there's something very masculine about the stand-up comedy world and then there's something about stand-up comedy that um just butches you up i feel like for me i've always felt more butch and as a comedian and then i feel like as a, a woman then I must overcompensate being like sort of heteronormative, like feeling this very compulsive heteronormative vibe. Um, and so I tried, I'm like, ended up being the pursuer a lot of times mm -hmm. with men. Um, not so much because with women. They're intimidated a little. Or? They're intimidated. So you have to make an overture like, oh, see, I'm actually not, uh, I'm not scary. The only people that didn't, feel intimidated by me were people who are also famous mm -hmm. and also well known for their work and then they felt like th that it was more of an equal footing and that that seemed to be um what worked but also the problem with dealing with that is that they also are very busy so you know when you're a comic you never are in one place at one time so it's very hard to see people that if you're to casually date or whatever to build anything because you're always gone I feel like last time I saw you, you were in kind of a long-term thing for a while. Have you mm -hmm. had able, you know, I mean, it was a couple like five years ago, have you been able yeah. to have, is it, how was it dating on the road? Are you doing apps? Are you? Um, no. Well, now I just started again and it's kind of, it's kind of fun. Like I'm actually having a good time with it. Um, it's really interesting because, uh, you know, there, there are ones that have, there are for people that are like, kind of, um, have some renown so that there's something fun about that. And then you're, you know, getting to sort of match with people that you've known for a long time, but you haven't seen forever. Right. So I, I appreciate that. So there there's, um, I've always had a really good time on apps. Um, I love your joke. You have one really good joke about a bad experience, I think, on Raya or something. Oh, but no, I don't know. Um... When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. 
At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. No, I, uh, I, well, I've had a lot of bad experiences. <laughs> the one that I had a joke about was, um, adult friend finder i also go on apps that are really sleazy um what are some of the sleazier apps well like like, tinder no i'm not on tinder but there was one that was called whippler that was android only and it was location based and it was for bdsm and it was real sleazy so it was just pictures of like feces it's no. so, like really dirt. I mean, it's just it. You're like, what am I even doing? I don't even know. But I had a really good time on that one. And then um, I'm not on that one anymore. But I like the really weird specialty apps that so are how like. How does that go down on the weird specialty? Like, what's your what's the first like step of action via text? Like another a picture of your shit or. No, it's it's just like you you kind of look for somebody that you might have something in common with. And then okay. you you go into it, but it's to me it's like a very I don't know it's 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 a very fun thing to play around with, and so I end up like doing the apps for a little while and then I shut them down. So, um, but yeah, I've never been on Tinder. Um, back to your marriage. Do you you so you said you were really good. You guys were forced to communicate with each other. What was really hard for you about marriage? Was it like the minutia? Was it the having to check in with someone. I don't know. What was there anything that you were like, oh, this part of marriage sucks? Um, I think it was the like you just sort of um you had to work it out. That that whatever it is, you have to work it out. Like if you're having an argument, you can't just sh- be childish and and like leave or just shut the door on it. You actually have to talk about it. Like there's just like you you can't do the silent treatment. You can't be a baby or a bully, which yeah. I always want to resort to both. Mm-hmm. You have to be a mature adult and deal with the emotions at hand and deal with it, you know? And um, for us, the the problems too were addiction. We had to face mm-hmm. the addictions. That's actually what drove our marriage apart is uh, our addictions. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always wanted to pretend that he was worse than me, but I was actually the worst one. Mm-hmm. So um, you have to grow up a little bit. That was what I was talking Also snoring. <laughs> did you guys end up sleep divorcing first where you would sleep in a different room no um but uh he snored so loud that i would have to get go to bed real early so that i would be in like a couple of d- different stages of rem <laughs> that i wouldn't be woken up by a snoring yeah sleep oh. is in any relationship even in being a parent being a 
sleep is incredibly important. Do you have like a healthier addiction now, like exercise or I don't, or maybe not so healthy, like diet Coke, like six diet Cokes a day or smoking? I exercise. I have, uh, I do yoga. I, I do a lot. I really, I have a pretty serious meditation practice, which I love uh, that. What's takes your, a real what's long your time. meditation? I, I do it. I try to do it once a day for 20 minutes, but what are you, what are you up to these days? I'm twice a day up to about 40 minutes a day, depending oh. on what's going on. And I do it two ways. So I sit there and do nothing or I use a VR headset. Oh, so oh, like a, vi- a visual one. Yeah. So cool. it's vis- aud- it's audio visual, like lots of really great visuals and really great. Um, Where kind can of you get messaging. one of those? It's a, an app on MetaQuest. It's mm-hmm. for the Oculus headset and it's called Trip, cool. which is a really great meditation app that I use on there. There's a bunch of different ones though, um, but I like the immersive quality of it. I also like gaming, so it sort of fills that. It feels like you know it's not that big of a deal to game for 45 minutes to get. It feels like I'm gaming, but I'm not. Um, what about what about sex during marriage? Did you feel like it kind of ebbed and flowed, or did you feel like no? We were like so non not compatible. Mm-hmm. We just didn't do it. We just didn't do it. It was like. I think it was also my own issue with intimacy. You know, the more I cared for him, the less I wanted to have sex with him. And that's sort of almost across the board with everybody that I've been with. Every time I like really fall for somebody, I just find them really sexually not, not oh, approachable, no. huh. which is a, it's my own issue. And that's taken like years of therapy to try to like dismantle that or try to figure out like what that is about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and that's a work in progress. That's still kind of going on. I've uh, definite like intimacy issues when it comes to sexuality and like love. It's I hard. think that's a common, that's a, even these guys are like, yeah, we do it all the time. We do, I think in, a, in any relationship, yours, especially because I, th- I assume that you and I brought history into our relationships with the abuse mm-hmm. and all this stuff. And it does take us a while to figure it out. If you're with someone that, gets it or understand they don't have to have been a victim of whatever but if they kind of get and they, they're willing to educate themselves it makes it better but i always say to young people get married listen you uh, you guys have to have some sort of sex mm-hmm. every so often you'd say this is the day we're going to do it we're not attracting each other we're just going to do it we're going to mm-hmm. do some kind of sexual act because uh, yeah. that because you get these resentments and fear and insecurity and not that that's a cure-all, but it does remind you, oh, this is that one person I could do this this thing with. Yeah, I remember yeah. going to therapy once and my therapist was like, how about, you know, you guys just have sex, you know, once a day for the next, you know, seven days. And I was like, that's never going to happen. You know, I was like, that's so un- unrealistic, you know, like I don't mm-hmm. think, you know, but I think for me too, I've been in so many different relationships where I've withheld for my own reasons, or I have had it withheld from me. And it is weird how you can get really insecure about yourself. And, and I like what you said, Tom, about, um, if someone's willing to, or has done the work to understand what you're bringing in, then maybe they won't take it so personally, or they can, you can work together to find a common ground for that. Because I feel like a common theme, the older I get with a lot of couples I know is, 
there is no sex being had for like, like five months or more at a time. And just as an outsider, I'm just thinking, oh my God, I'd be losing my mind. And do you just feel like you're a roommate? And what is this? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like appointment sex is, is not. I think it's great. I think it's great. Like you've got to try to keep it regular and try to keep it fun and sexy and, and, but it's just part of the routine. Yeah. And I also think you have to know your window. Like some people have like a workout window. Like I can only work out from like 10 AM till one. Otherwise it's going to happen. Like for sex, I feel like the older I get, I'm like a nooner, you know, like Mm -hmm. after 8 PM, I'm in my sweatpants. I'm watching my shows. I don't want anyone to enter me. Like it's just, yeah. Yeah. You're already cleaned. You're what? Yeah. I'm just talking about stuff I've heard. Oh, no, we can't do that. <laughs> I'm unclean, which is always fine. Or I'm clean. Remember when we were younger, we would have the dirtiest sex, like mm-hmm. just dirty, you just worked out. Like nobody cared about cleanliness when we were younger. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or hair. Yeah, hair. Oh, my God. Pubes. <laughs> yeah. I'm for pubes. I just I, I like pubes. Yeah, I miss them. Uh, I, I don't think I've seen a pube in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, did you have a divorce party or did you do an eat, pray, love of some sort? What? No, not exactly. I mean, because it was such a long drawn out, it took like five years to actually like be legal. finalized and legal. You know, it took a long time, so several no mediation. years. No, it just took a, it, it was just like, very amicable, but uh, like financially, it took a long time to work out. Mm-hmm. And so, um, no, I didn't really have that. I didn't really have any kind of, it, it was such a long period of time. And I think that in a lot of ways, the marriage ended even when we were still living together. So there wasn't a sense of um, like a c- completion, there, sort of like a, a date that I could end and then feel free after. Let that like right. Nicole Kidman walking in the, the sun with the breeze in her face and there's backpack on her shoulders. You know, that Which famous totally kills me going. Like I just went to see Barbie and seeing her do the AMC. Oh, well, not even Barbie. I just went to go see mission impossible. And then she's doing the whole AMC, like heartbreak feels good in a place like this. And then it's a Tom Cruise movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. so funny. That's right. Well, I'm glad Margaret, you still have your house. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I've I've lost all my uh, uh, houses, and uh, I'm glad that you guys. Did you have any animals that you had to divide? I'm trying to make like any custody, animal custody. No, not really. I mean, I did uh, let him have the uh, custody of the two chihuahuas that we had had at that one point, and then one of them has passed on, and the other one is still kicking. But it's like a, you know, I I was I really just went on the road after that it's kind of fun to like not have animals to be free now i have many so i i still go on the road but i i don't um go as much as i did that and where you when he got remarried were you like oh because i've always relieved when my exes get remarried like, yeah so happy yeah really glad yeah, so happy you so know, glad because i don't trust myself i'll go back with them otherwise <laughs> but for real you just want you know whatever experience you had to be that and then to they have to go on upward and onward and have yeah, a life. Yeah, I have a great think, life. Yeah, I ruined that person. That person, by just being with me, you know, and all my ex-wives uh, had babies, too. You know, after us trying to have babies through in vitro, which I wanted to adopt or 
you get a sperm donor because it's my issue. I was also relieved with a immediately, sometimes overlap, but doesn't matter, had babies with uh, with their next uh, partner. Yeah. Is that yeah. like, oh, I did not ruin their body either by being with me. That's a that's a positive thing. Yeah, it's nice. I feel like we have a good theme going of guests who are genuinely happy for their exes to move on or mm-hmm. not, nobody's Always. like, I wish them dead. No, no, nothing like that. Yeah, nothing there's like that. assholes. There's there are assholes on both sides and, and there's people that are like, I will spend a hundred dollars to every penny they have to spend in this divorce. Like I will bankrupt them. <laughs> and it does no one I mean, I feel like we've definitely had, I had moments of that where, I mean, just where you're just like the lawyers are just making shit up to keep charging. Like, when does Mm -hmm. it end? Like, I'm going to go broke, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, they know how much money you have. They, you got to, yeah. I feel like they take you just to the point and they're like, oh, this is what they can afford to lose. And the two lawyers who are supposed to be in opposition go, okay, here's what we could get out of this couple. And then we're going to settle this shit. And that does happen. Not it happens every time, but it is in the back of their minds. That's sort of how they make their I mean, it's a business. money by conflict and then resolving conflict. Yeah. And, and sometimes you have to create a little conflict. Did you like your hard. lawyer, Margaret? Did you? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was also, it was all, yeah. I mean, it was all very simple and not contentious. It just took a long time. Yeah. Which is the way it is. Margaret is living the dream, man. I know. Oh, are you on the road? Like, what do you have coming up? Um, I am off now on strike for a little bit. Yes. Then, um, but I'll be back on the road in, I'm doing quite a lot of stuff in LA until then. So I'm doing just different things here and there. I have a monthly show at Largo. So that's on August 11th. Love um, that show. So good. And then I um gonna be at the New York Comedy Festival on November seventh, November eighth, November eighth well, in New York City. Have you picketed? I did the yeah. writer's right thing. I'm getting ready. I might go tomorrow. Come on, yeah. Tom, let's go. It's, yeah, it's nice. It's hot, but it's, it's nice. It's very hot, but you gotta do it. And yeah, you, know what? you get your cardio in, you're yeah, sweating, nice. you're high fiving you with your signs. What do you predict for this strike? How do you could you because some people are like, at the end of January, I'm like, you got to be shit. I don't, I don't have any idea. I don't know, but it's so important. It's so necessary. And it's so good it's good. We're sticking that the writers as a writer and the actors that now yeah. escalates when we have more power, any kind of union situation. I used to work in yeah. a flat. I, I get, but any kind you go, oh, I wish the directors weren't such <laughs> arrogant assholes and settled. They're like, AI would never affect me. They, that's the dumbest thing ever. But it is, you have more power. You break things in mm-hmm. and it's just something we have to go through, as you know, yeah. that our, the younger people will get the benefits of Margaret and I, I'm older than Margaret, but anyway, I look a lot older than Margaret, but- Tom is 257 years old. I am, I am, I am. Margaret looks good. I Thank am. She looks very you good. always look fresh as a daisy. <laughs> she said her age during this thing. I'm like, what? I'm 54. No, I, I'm not just saying that, I mean it, absolutely. No, yeah, you look great. Thank you. You guys well, are great. You, thank you, Margaret, for doing this. Yeah. Thank you. Love thank you, you so much for you. sharing your story. And thank you. Hopping on with us. Yeah. Any words of wisdom or advice for anyone out there who's either in a relationship where there's addiction or. I think you have to really do what's right for you. And that, you know, it's staying in a relationship with addiction is also an addiction. Mm-hmm. Helping people with addiction is also an addiction. 
we're all affected by addiction, whether we're actively taking in substances or living with people who have them. There's a part of the addictive mind that gets you and it's very tough. So we've all got to find a place where we feel safe and sane. Yeah, I think uh, I think what happens in relationships, you get kind of good guy, bad guy. If one person is the addict, is in their addiction, and the other person is the the healer, the fixer, whatever, and and then you get sober. That one person gets sober, and it the relationship now is suddenly uh, it, nobody knows what they're supposed to do. Yeah, and, you know, there are times when. Even though you're with a great person who has supported you, whatever, it just doesn't, the best way, and you always got to think of this, to be sober, to be alive, is sometimes to be by yourself or, mm -hmm. or not be in that. Even though I've, I've heard other addicts say, my ex-wife was, was great, but I knew I couldn't stay sober in that relationship. Not on her. She did everything, but just the way our heads work. And uh, that's a hard thing when people have to, uh, uh, disengaged with people that, you know, on paper are just genuinely amazing. It's hard mm -hmm. for everybody, but you got to stay sober or you're dead. That's, That's right. Thank you. That's right. Awesome. Bye. Thank, Thank you. you, Margaret. Thanks, you guys. Good Bye to see you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank Bye. you. That was amazing. It was very cool. Very. I love that she was willing to cool. share her, you know, personal yeah. story of addiction. And it's interesting. Her story is different than uh, uh, any other, you know, like there's any other story. person we've had so far, I feel like. Yeah, it's very interesting. Uh, and I also love that she loves to dabble in the darker, the darker side of, you know, dating and, you know, whether it's very brave. The, the whole yeah. the weirder dater at the weird, oh, you know. Well, and I don't know if you've ever, I mean, I haven't seen her stand up since before COVID, but I mean, I went to see her, I go to usually go to see her show at the Largo a lot. And I just love when she brings in a dating story or just. Oh, but you could tell everything she does. And this is the best way to be an artist yeah. is part of her. Part, it's for research. She, yeah. It goes out there. Yeah. Puts herself out there. Part her of Her life is a write-off. Yeah. <laughs> you know, she's, she's looking, you know, a lot of times we do that stuff. We're genuinely looking for love or whatever, but we're like, as a comedian or an yes. I, I love that she's this. like, no, I just want to just yeah. see what happens. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's so funny and brave and crazy. I love it. Thank you, Monica. Please keep All me. right. Good to see you. Good to see you too. Have a good Bye. Night. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well... 
HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.